0: Hello and welcome to French Football Weekly, the podcast that would absolutely never get sent off more than three times in a season. Hey, Teji My name is Chris. I am your host. And this evening I'm joined by Jez. Jez, how are you doing?
1: Uh, as a Brian fan, I could be better.
0: I didn't pick a good question to ask you there, did I? I didn't think that through. Sorry. <laughs> commiserations um but if it's any if there's any consolation the better team went out so that's what i'm gonna say um it is just myself and jez this week because phil is on uh, route back from her I, You can't really call it a summer holiday can you i suppose it's sort of a spring holiday to sunny spain so she wondered i'll be back with us next week so just the two of us to put up with this week and, uh, Jazz, we wanted to focus on kind of much like we have been recently, the battle for Europe and, and the focus at the bottom, because that is where the stories are. Let's, uh, let's start with the, uh, the, the the game between... Um, look, looks at notes, sorry, the game between Lons and Monaco. Lost all train of thought for a second there. Uh, it was the Saturday night game, um, ended in a 3-0 victory for, uh, for Econ's side. They, they blew Monaco away in this particular game, um, three goals to nil, Lois Appender with a couple, and uh, he set up the third for Thomason, who had had one disallowed for offside seconds later before that as well. What, is this, um, what does this kind of say? I actually want to focus on the negative first more, because what does this say about Monaco? Because they got torn to shreds, particularly that first goal, where it's just all about the high press. They could, they could not live with it from, from Launce, and they were torn to shreds. Does this, um, does this sort of spell doom for them if they don't make Champions League? Because there's a lot of money on the line to make those, those positions and they just got totally obliterated in this game.
1: Yeah, they did. I mean, they, they started only two points behind Lens. They actually could have gone ahead of them had they had they won. And so that being the case, it was actually a bit sort of awkward how how much better Lens were. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Monaco, they... It's kind of classic for what we said for a lot of teams about, you know, every time they look like they're sort of on the point of making a really good run for it, they they kind of implode a little bit. But Monaco seem a little bit more likely to do that than others. And I suppose to their defence a little bit, I think um Golovin sort of pulled out very late because he didn't feel well. I think Ben Sagir wasn't feeling brilliant either. And, you know, maybe there's a bug running through the camp. I don't know. But... At the same time, that some of the, the reasons for their sort of implosion are the kind of things we've seen before. I mean, Newball, I just... Yeah. How is he in, in, in any top-flight team? I, I just don't understand it. Um, he's, for me, such an average goalkeeper. Um, you know, sometimes makes the saves you expect him to make, barely ever makes better saves than that. And although, you know, the first goal will probably go down, as you said, like, it is a good high press, but... You know, it was a mistake by Vundersen, but at the same time the, the ball to him by by Neubau really didn't do him any favours. And then, okay, Neubau sort of does a semi kind of save, but it just it was a little bit of a comedy of errors defensively from Monaco. And they never really recovered from that. The second goal was, I think, you know, a nice move from last, but again... Op- o was, you know, able to squeeze between a couple of defenders and and maybe Newball should have been more positive coming out. I don't know. Um and it could have been worse. You know, I had a great shot, that came off the bar. Yeah. Um, as you said, Thomason, you know, was just denied one when when he scored just after. And and they probably took their foot off the gas second half anyway. Um, but yeah, I just you know, Nuble's not good enough. Some of those defenders I'm not absolutely convinced about many of them. I I love this but and Claire Enrique generally there's more good than bad. But I'm I know a lot of people do rate him. I'm not convinced about Vandersen. I'm certainly not convinced about Maripal. Um midfield is okay, but you know, I've made clear before several times what I think of Golovin. And even up front, I think they're missing Mbolo. Yeah. And even Ben Yedder, is just it's weird because you can't really argue with his record yet I still find him very, very flaky and Clement mm. seems to as well because he doesn't always start and although the match has already lost, you know he he was presented with such a good chance to pull something back yesterday and and fluffed his lines there as well so yeah it was and speaking of Clement, I said that before so I'm not convinced about him to be to be honest so you know the, they said that his team did so well in Belgium last year. They did well after he left. Yeah. <laughs> um so it's it is a good squad, but you know, maybe they're sort of maybe we'll talk about it later if we get on to Nice, but yeah um and Europe. But they're sort of in the image of a lot of french clubs in that they just seem so flaky and while they can be great some weeks they can go missing, totally missing at times and uh, you have to say i mean all the clichés about the table never lies and you you know you end the season where you deserve to be but i don't think there's a, for me is you know the, the top 3 are very clearly the the best three teams overall yeah. so far this season and had monaco somehow squeezed ahead of lance it wouldn't it wouldn't have felt right anyway
0: no no i agree the top 3 i've been that pretty much since day one of the season and there was that that kind of interesting subplot wasn't there of uh lewis Pender being deemed not good enough to uh, to play in belgium uh and and all of a sudden he comes back and and scores two and, and sets up the third so yeah very interesting times I, I i'm with you i'm not convinced on Clermont, but i i don't know what or whom they could get as an alternative. So uh, yeah, interesting times. And in Monaco, as for Lons, I mean, yeah, you know, they just go from strength to strength. That that game with Marseille in a couple of weeks is going to be massive, isn't it? Because that it's it's essentially like the game that we will see who claims second place, barring any dramatic slip ups in other games, isn't it? That that should be a arguably should be the game that we thought this game would have been. That one's got a lot a lot riding on it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, a huge amount. I mean, both teams, both Lens and Marseille, had really tricky looking ties mm. this weekend. And we'll come to Marseille. I'd say that theirs is probably on paper just because it was away. Maybe Well, away <laughs> from Marseille is kind of like home for anyone else, but you know, it looked a little bit tougher. And both of them really passed their test well. Um, mm, yeah. But Lens certainly you know there's been so much in the papers the last couple of days and Thierry Henry was saying how they're his favorite team to watch in Ligue 1 everyone's been very complimentary about them but again the next question is always how many of them will still be there to play Champions yeah. League next season if they get there but yeah. certainly this season they're they're it just feels like the natural progression from the last couple of years getting better and better and and you know, to play with that sort of confidence and swagger against another footballing team. It's not like Monaco, I mean, you know, maybe Monaco was so bad it sort of helped them out. But it wasn't like Monaco came to try to get a nil-nil draw and, and, and Lance just, you know, played their way through them time and time again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was men against boys. That first twenty minutes when they cut them to pieces, it was it was one of those games where, you know, once you knew that once they were two up, that that was it. There was there was nothing going to change that that result. Let's. Yeah. I mean, um, you
1: know, some teams concede five in twenty minutes, so it could be worse
0: i'm 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 gonna be a good boy because uh, <laughs> things and things are not well and rosy in my garden right now but i it would be i would be lying if i said i didn't raise a smile at that yesterday um certainly leon will not be smiling though you mentioned marseille they it's no, as you were yeah oh, brilliantly done eh? <laughs> uh professional um yeah they uh they they sort of consolidated their their second spot in in league uh table with a, a two one win at uh, Leon and on paper if you didn't see the stats and you didn't watch the game you'd say oh crucial late winner they battled for it and in reality um, I feel rather foolish for suggesting that that Leon might creep into those European places on form alone because they just went and Leon'd I mean yes it was a last minute uh, comedic own goal what is it with Leon and and uh, comedy own goals you remember the one at, at PSG a few years ago yeah. Um, th- this was was not dissimilar from the rather unfortunate Malagusto, who uh, he couldn't have done anything about it. Just came off the Monday and hit him and went in. But after Chengu's underput Marseille in front just before half time, you-, you could only see one winner. Marseille cut uh, Leon to shreds time and time again, but wouldn't you know it? Sucker punch. Lacazette equalizes with uh, sort of half an hour to go. I think it's, that's his 300th goal involvement in Liga. Interesting stat there. But, uh, yeah, deep into stoppage time, 92 minutes, Malagosta puts through his own net. I just I, I couldn't understand how Leon, other than uh, a couple of brilliant Lopez saves, was still in this game. Is it, is it about giving Marseille that praise again for keeping on going, or is it once again a case of Leon going to Leon?
1: Um, I mean, Leon were disappointing, considering that they, they've been on on decent recent form um but uh i think you've got to give marseille a lot of credit i think they you know they 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 continue to sort of press and harry and and um they as you said created a lot of chances and also you know you said before i think this is the annually the best game in ligue 1 yeah um more so than psg marseille i just i feel like this one is become quite a needly game but it's generally sort of well matched there's often drama whether it's sort of punch-ups or late winners um but at Lyon generally Lyon have had the the better of it I think it's that it was Marseille's first win there since 2007 which is is quite a way back so it's sort of yet another test that that this Marseille team have passed and passed well as you said that the the manner of the victory in the end was um, horrific for Lyon, like you know, three Lyon players touched yeah. the ball before it went in. You know, Marseille didn't even need to do much to get that winner. Um, but I think on the balance of play, Marseille probably did deserve the win. And, and yeah, it was Lopez who who kept Lyon in it. Obviously, he's been the, the scourge of Marseille in different ways, <laughs> over, um, and he almost did it again. And it's really frustrating from Lyon's point of view because. Pretty much everyone around them dropped points. Um, you know they could have been level on points with Ren, um, but you know, Reims just under them lost. Ren lost. Lille, disappointing draw. It, you know it would have really put them in the mix for for Europe Euro- European places. So it's frustrating for them, but you've got to give Marseille so much credit. Um, they just yeah, it's not it's not always beautiful to watch. I saw someone. In one of the Leaky editorials today, they said, you know, it's a lot more Greece two thousand and four than it is Guardiola. But it doesn't matter. It takes all sorts and all different ways to to um, to sort of win matches or to to get European places. And and while it might not be the prettiest, it's it's extremely effective, and a lot of teams are really struggling to play against it.
0: Yeah, no nobody comes out at the end of the season and says, Oh, do you remember that great performance? They remember the, the points in the final positions, don't they? So yeah, absolutely right. And um interesting watching Igor Tudor on the on the sidelines as uh, Marseille passed up chance after chance. And he I think at one point he was actually on the floor. I just could not believe what he was witnessing. So I was sort of pleased for them that uh, they got the win because they would have been blood otherwise. Um, just very quickly, I don't want to go too deep. We did transfers last week. But what do you make of the stories that, that Marseille are going to shift on quite a few, um, quote-unquote, big names in the summer? There's, there's talk of Guendouzi going. Um, there's talk of them, which I suppose isn't a major surprise. Um, there, There is even talk that Dimitri Payet might finally part ways with his beloved club once again. Is that potentially what's needed if Marseille are going to challenge quote-unquote PSG, because it does feel like that squad is a little bit kind of... It's the first team and then the rest, isn't it? There's not, really, not a lot of challenge for those spots, I don't think, in in those players. There doesn't seem to be a lot of hunger behind them. Well, I think
1: that's sort of what I think goes to the credit of, of certainly Tudor and, and a lot of the players as well. But I, d- I don't think there's that many standout players as individuals, but he's just got them playing brilliantly as a team who've really sort of bought into his his work ethic and and his style of play. Um the concern is I think you know, I'm not sure you sort of build not dynasties, but and I don't know that if you sort of build a head of steam over two, three seasons playing in that way. Um and certainly next season if they've got Champions League as well. I think it could be could be tough for them. I mean, it's always tough for them in Champions League, but um, I, yeah, I, I don't. I feel bad because I'm sort of feel like I'm discrediting them, and it's not fair because I think what they've achieved is brilliant. But I just I don't think it's a stellar Marseille team. I don't think it's even a stellar League A team. And I think there's, you know, I think Payer's different. He's a little bit older, Sanchez as well, but. I don't think there's that many um I guess match winners in the team. And so, someone like Gandusi, I think, is is sort of the embodiment of a of a Tudor player because he he works so hard, he gets stuck in, he's prepared to play in several different positions. Um and from his from Marseille's point of view, that one's probably more about cashing in than any anything else. Yeah. In, in terms of it. then investing the money elsewhere. Yeah. Um, Payet Sanchez is probably more about freeing up money from salaries, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, part of me thinks it's only fair that a lot of the players that get them into Europe should be retained. Mm. Part of me thinks they need a few upgrades to to sort of be able to build on what they've done this year,
0: yeah. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's just sort of a weird squad, isn't it? Like, as you say, it's some real talent in there, but also some some journeymen. And it's, it's a real mishmash. But uh, nevertheless, it's it's been effective. Um, as for the two teams uh, involved in that first and second, or sorry, third, or second and third debate, uh, laws go to Toulouse. At, um, in fact, actually, isn't there a game before then? No, that is, of course, because there's the Coup, uh, Coupe de France isn't there. So there's a delay on that fixture. So their next fixture isn't until next Tuesday is a Toulouse game. Um, Marseille play Ocea. On the thirtieth, which I think is a Sunday, yes indeed. At home, that's the evening game. So um two winnable games for both, though Lo to lose are on a good run. Uh PSG, you should just mention them in passing. Lose it maybe it
1: depends on Coupe de France, but they are they play some great football. I mean, that should be a really open match.
0: Yeah, true, true. And baseball. and credit where due, they they deserve their win at, at Lauren at the weekend. Um did did you see the Telai Stalinga um incident where he uh he struck a ball boy and then, mm. uh, sorry, struck a member of the, the crowd, a young young lad, and he gave him his shirt at the end of the game. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It's that. one of those comedy moments where they, the he has a mishit shot from about 20 yards and it smashes this kid full in the face uh, as he's sort of clambering up the, the steps to his seat. And uh, after the game, they tweeted it today that... Uh, he gave him his shirt after the game so all, all is fair and in love and miss hit shots but um yeah could could win that for, for to lose uh we just mentioned PSG in passing Angers are still technically a Liga side for another week um as a result of other results that went their way which we'll come on to in a second um PSG won by two goals to one double from Mbappe um they were pretty average, I think it's fair to say. Angers, got one back through to you, but it was a largely forgettable game from two sides who know exactly what's coming in the coming weeks. I think it would be fair to say. Uh, let's talk about the bottom then. I uh, mentioned Angers there. As I say, it is a matter of time they are going to go. ajaxio and Twa equally um, had results that didn't help either of them. Um, you could throw Brest into that mix as well because Ajaxio and Breast drew nil-nil. Let's nil. Um, have a chat about Toit and Nantes though because uh, Nantes went into this game looking for a, a victory that would probably pull them clear. They got a draw in this game with Toit, and it's it's kind of one of those results that doesn't suit either of these two clubs, isn't it? Because uh, a 2-2 draw leaves them both in the mire. Um, I would argue that the point is probably more important for Nantes because this was all about that late action. Um, Balde had uh, equalised Nico Palawa's opener. Uh, for Twiart as 1-1 going into the 92nd minute before Adaubert, um put in his own rebounding shot uh, to to put Twiart in front and you saw that point, my goodness me this could really pull Nantes into it only for Gesson to equalise in the 96th minute is it is it a case that this is the death nail kind of result in Twiart's season and not have to continue looking over their shoulder or is it actually a good point for either of these two sides would you say?
1: uh I don't I don't think it's a good point for either I think Twa would probably gone anyway I mean even with even with the win they'd still be quite a far behind mm. um but it would have given them something to build on but I, I, yeah I'm not convinced that it would have made any difference in the long run um for Nantes look, a, a point is is better than nothing it, it it keeps them from dropping uh one place further down mm. in the table. Well, it basically keeps them out of the relegation zone on goal difference. Yeah,
0: 11 points abreast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Strasbourg. And, yeah, and Strasbourg, and Strasbourg yeah, but, sure, um, yeah. And I think, you know, it. for what it's worth, it shows that they've still got a bit of sort of fight back ability or whatever. It's it's not another defeat, especially considering it was at home to Troyes, but they had to scrape a 97th or whatever it was, minute, frankly, very, very debatable whether it should have been given in the first place. Goal at home to Troyes, which I think says that, I mean, to be fair, I think Nantes deserved at least a point. Oh, yeah,
0: 100%.
1: They created enough chances to to win the match, so I think they'd have been a bit hard done by had they lost. But you know, we said these are the Matches they absolutely have to win. Yes, Strasbourg. Well, Strasbourg got an unexpected result. I think they were a bit lucky. I mean, the first half, I thought it was very open. Palace probably had more chances than them. They were just more clinical. Um, But keep saying like it's the matches against that your sort of direct rivals where you have to take that chance to jump up a few places. Mm. And um, you know neither Brest nor Jaxio managed it again i think ajaxia are gone but brest will be kicking themselves especially because they had a man advantage for for quite a while as well Mm. um that would you know that's one of their sort of jokers if you want um burn Mm. but non you know at least you can say they were away from home non at home to trois who really seem to be in disarray that's even with the point and even the manner of getting the point and even the fact that on paper they you know not on paper on, on the balance of play it was the least they deserved but i just i don't think that's good enough and it's, it's very worrying
0: yeah well next next wednesday after the Coupe de france at the weekend brest host not um so if there was ever a game that will Possibly depends uh, or or sort of open the, the door to either or possibly even the trap door to either or to go down or stay out. That is it. And with Brest at home, I mean, if they win that, Nantes are in all sorts of trouble. Um, I'm not prepared to say that Strasbourg and Ossera are out of it, but two good results for both of those as well. You mentioned Strasbourg. You called it. They've got a goal scorer. Um, that's the key, isn't it? Dial? Uh, coming up trumps for them again uh, in that tuna win. Like you say, slightly fortuitous. I think it's fair to say Rams and uh, Will still, um, if they're not on the beach, they're they're fluffing the towels and, and they're readying the flip flops. Um, but I think the European charge is probably over there. But the, the double from Diao is so important. He is a, a goal scorer. And I think. Uh, the stat was that was Strasbourg's first clean sheet since the first week of the season or something ridiculous, which is <laughs> actually nuts. Um, and then elsewhere, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll say with that draw, away, uh, sorry, at home to Lille. Um, that's a big point, isn't it, for, for them? Because Lille were, were pushing hard for these European spots and that's a dent in their their uh, goals. Jonathan David with the penalty opener for the away side before Niang equalised from the spot himself. For say yeah, say I think that's quite a big point. Although they're at home, um, they might not have looked at that game and thought there's too much to take from it. Where that leaves us now is say in 14th on 33 points, and you've got Strasbourg, Nantes and Brest all on 32 in that order on goal difference. And then, like you say, Twa and I think exactly what you said there. I think either even if either of them have won the weekend, I still feel like it's a... I mean, it's ten points, isn't it? I mean, that's a hell of a swing for anybody to drop down um, into the the relegation zone. Um, despite Terji Savani's bad temper, that one 0 win for Montpellier surely secures their their pathway. Did you see the challenge? By the way, what on earth was he? I just he seems to be a very angry chap, doesn't he? I don't. know. Oh, yeah. I can't get my head around it, but nevertheless, uh, Steffi Mavadidi, it. Um, First time since Chris Waddle that an English player has scored this many goals in a season, which is a nice little stat for him to to keep on before he inevitably leaves in the summer, because I feel like that's what's going to happen. But uh, yeah, good win that for Montpellier. It's another dent in Wren's in uh, qualification terms. In a weird way, would it actually benefit Wren to have a season away from European football, given where they are in terms of that quite a few of their players are going to be on the market in the summer, you feel? Would it be the worst time in the world for them to maybe concentrate on bringing through a few young talents and just consolidating for a season? Because they're they're fifty 53 points. They're three points now behind Lille in sixth, Lille in fifth. Would it be the worst thing in the world for them?
1: Possibly not. I guess the only thing is how many of the, of the current players who might be on their way anyway will definitely move
0: mm. if they're not in Europe. You yeah. wonder
1: if the likes of Bouligio are thinking or... I still want to be testing myself in Europe, so yeah,
0: yeah. Um, you you, you wonder if Terrier honest. might stick around purely because of the injury. Like clubs might look at that and say, well, "We want a bit more. We want to see if you can do it again before we pull the trigger." Maybe I guess that's like you say. People like Borussia, you, you feel would go. Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tough one, isn't it for for them? Um, what? Yeah, you... I
1: think yeah, more just. Again, when you're looking at sort of progression year on year, they should be qualifying for Europe.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I think they've been very disappointing the last two, three months and you know, Terrier's a massive blow, but I'm not sure you should I think it's letting the rest of the team and, and um Genesia get away with it a little bit to so just just put it down to Terrier. I think there's enough quality there, certainly enough goal scorers
0: there that should have been able to sort of um absorb it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree with the others. There's there's a few that haven't quite stepped up when when they've had the opportunities to do so. I think that's probably fair to say. Um, Did you see that stat about Lille as well, by the way? They've lost nine games since the World Cup finish, which is I think it's only Ajaccio and uh, Ajaccio and Gerantois have lost more in the league since the World Cup. That's kind of nuts, isn't it? Nine defeats.
1: To me, it's nuts that they're still up there because it felt like when they were playing really, really well, they weren't getting results. Hmm. They were, you know, very unlucky in a few matches, and now I don't think they're playing particularly well, and they're not getting the results. <laughs> yeah, but I don't yeah. know how they're,
0: how they're still fit. And yet, weirdly, they've won three of the last five. It's it's it is strange because yeah, I, I watched a fair chunk of that game with us there, and they were they were fairly on top for most of the game, but just no sort of um, yeah, no final no final finish other than from the penalty spot. So, and there, of course, another club that you feel will will be, probably lose. David in in particular in the summer, so we shall see. Um, just a couple of bits to round up. Um, we might finish with Nice actually, because I know you wanted to mention them. Um, the other games we did mention that Lorient uh, firmly on the beach uh, lost to Toulouse one 0 so a good result that for Toulouse that secures uh, their probably their highest finish I think for for a number of years. Um, so we'll 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 wrap up with that that Nice game they lost at home to to clermont a few probably months ago now we were we were taught we were lauding how much a uh, good job didier Degas had done um it's all kind of unravelled hasn't it in in a week for nice because they've they lost that uh, tie in extra time uh, against basel in the europa europa conference league so that dream is now done and then they went on and lost to clermont at the weekend and fair play to clermont by the way given their budget and you know a club of that stature four straight wins they're up to ninth a hell of an achievement for their, their I think Gassian signed a new one-year deal as well but it's nice goals as well and I don't yeah. understand
1: why Crowley didn't celebrate his
0: yeah I thought that yeah it was a good good finish wasn't it I and I wondered if he was you know had come through a youth system or something but no very strange very strange but um yeah brilliant from them but the story is nice. The um, the owners have stated there'll be a sixty five million pound transfer chest in the summer, which strikes me as quite low, given the you know given the uh, Man United bid, for example. I suggest their their options are elsewhere now, um, and quite a few players again are going to leave. There's quite a few loan signings. Um, even Schmeichel is apparently off, which I find a little bit odd. He's only been there a year, but. It, it is kind of unravelling for me nice once again, isn't it? And they sit in 10th, three straight defeats for them. Uh, are they ever going to get it right, do you think?
1: I guess it, a lot of it depends on whether Diga sort of run at the start was a flash in the pan or, mm. you know, it was beginner's luck or, or he really is a good manager and, and maybe they've just sort of mucked up by kind of taking their eye off. League and ball, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. For Europa Conference, and then uh, Thursday was just horrific. It was again just absolutely classic French clubs in Europe. I mean, to be fair to them, again they dominated, and I don't know how they didn't have the match wrapped up. Mm-hmm. And then they just totally collapsed mentally.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it was just embarrassing, and, yeah. and sort of sums up so much you- of, of French clubs in Europe, which is really frustrating.
0: Know. I saw your tweet at the time. Yeah, French clubs, gonna kind of French clubs in Europe. Yeah, very much yeah. so. I was, I was, um, I was watching, uh, Man United do similar in in the same competition or the competition above that. Very reminiscent of that. Seems does seem strange because all, all of the all of the framework, at least, you would think Nice have got everything to attract players. But yeah, and big, they've got yeah.
1: they've got some good young players there as well. But as you said, mm. how many of them will be there next year? Yeah, um, I wonder how much. The, you know, all this stuff with Gautier really seems to, whatever sort of side one is instinctively on, it feels Mm. like it's become such a poisonous thing that it's affecting a hell of a lot of people in Nice. You know, it sounds like a few people want to speak out. I don't know if it's one way or the other, but they're all being apparently regularly sent memos ordering them to keep quiet, things like that. So mm. I wonder how much of that, I, you know, there's not that there many players there probably who are there. At, I think, you know, there's been a turnover of players. I'm not sure how many would sort of have personally been affected or involved, but enough, I guess. And
0: mm.
1: yeah, I mean, you know, the goal kind of, their goal sort of highlighted some of what's good about Nice, you know, a really good run by Buenani and a good finish by by Laboos following up um but yeah maybe they're the sort of image of a french team now that there's there's a lot of base talent there and just mentally completely on another planet and Mm. i mean it's that's french sport that's the french psyche which is really frustrating but
0: i just um, i just feel like from their point of view until jim ratcliffe and co make up their minds there's no commitment is there like you know there's so much made of how players need to be committed to the club and you know contracts honored and stuff but very little is ever spoken about the the hierarchy above and and if if your if your owner is outwardly trying to buy quote-unquote a bigger club how can his focus be on the club he already owns that's that's kind of how I see it I just feel like they need to make that mind they make their mind up and Get it done, or one way or the other, you know? I think
1: Bradcliffe is an absolute disgrace of a human being on, on several <laughs> levels, anyway. Um, but I'd still not, I can't believe that, you know, 11 players running onto the pitch on a Sunday or whenever it was are being distracted by the fact that they don't know if their owner is still going to be the owner. Yeah, to
0: start that's fair. Next
1: season. I think they should be capable of sort of forgetting about that for
0: doing the job kind of thing yeah um, yeah 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 that's a fair point that is definitely a fair point the the one thing I'm quite frustrated about is they had one job this season um and that was to increase Nicola Pepe's fee and they've spectacularly failed in that so um thanks for that Nice, appreciate it um anywho that is probably where we will uh, wrap it up for this week um one other quick story actually what did you make of um Dale West Ham that was the latest one I read this week. Seems a bit of a strange fit, doesn't it? Just thought I'd throw that into the mix there. I <laughs> just can't really, uh, I don't know, so, even some speculation, he would could return to Nice, but I think after what you've just said there, that seems pretty <laughs> unlikely. I think yeah, I think that's
1: extremely unlikely.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, agree.
1: Um, I guess a lot of it just depends what comes out and how tainted he is and and yeah, you know, even if he's sort of exonerated whether people take the view of sort of no smoke without fire and whether that means even that could sort of go either way. Does that mean he's unemployable in Mm. France or does it mean that no one abroad would want to take the risk? I don't know. Um, I was going to be really mean and say maybe he's the French equivalent of Moyes, Hodgson, Dice, etc. I don't think that's fair at that all. That would be
0: mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think he's a very good coach, but like you say, there's there's questions to be answered before he takes on a, another role. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, I think there's an element goes?
1: of journey, lazy journalism to it. I I don't think, like we said last week. I think if he was going to go abroad, I I would expect it more likely to be, um, maybe like yeah taking over an African national team or something like
0: that yeah yeah for sure and one one thing is for sure um it, it would suit the PSG narrative very nicely to quietly let him go for other reasons other than football wouldn't it rather than admitting they failed yet again with yet another coach so yeah, yeah. I mean
1: to to be fair to them they've, they've sort of all the public stuff has very much been sticking sticking by him
0: in that yeah, sense. True.
1: I mean they could have
0: they just pulled I'm the sure they wouldn't they. have condemned
1: him, but they could have just not said anything. So mm. I think they've acted reasonably well in that sense. But yeah, it, it, I'm sure they're, they're looking to get rid of him anyway. So maybe this would help save them a bit of compensation or something. Yeah, like that, yeah,
0: certainly. So save a few quid and yeah, but maybe. Again, I just, I
1: just think it's so unfair for anyone to kind of put all the blame on him. For
0: yeah, yeah, concerned. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's fair and. Um, yeah, and I'd like to see, if these allegations are indeed proven to be false, I'd like to see him do well because I always thought he's a pretty good coach. But I guess time will uh, will tell on that one. As for the fixtures, like we say, it is the Coupe de France final between Toulouse and Nantes at the weekend. So their two fixtures are, as we mentioned earlier on, midweek, the following week for that very reason. So they are two games down. Um, as for this week's fixtures, though, we've got a tasty-looking one on Friday, which is strasbourg hosting Leon I wouldn't go so far as to say one more win is in that's done for Strasbourg but it certainly would help and uh, Leon you feel they have to win that to have any sort of European chances still same could be said of Lille against Ajaxio which is the uh, four o'clock game on Saturday um, big win for or, or big uh, points on the table for either side that wins that game obviously Lille chasing Europe Ajaxio although semi-buried, semi not quite dead yet, but any anything other than win, I think that's that. Monaco against Montpellier, pretty much must win for, Mon- for Monaco in that one. That's the uh, Sunday lunchtime game. Clermont against Rouse. that's kind of a battle of mid-table. It's one of the two o'clock games on Sunday, as is Rennes against Angers, where obviously if Rennes win that game, Angers are done. And Trois, host Nice, and once again, both ends of the table affected there. Uh, PSG Lorient is a game I will very much not be watching. That's the 405 game on Sunday. Uh, fairly straightforward win for PSG. I would just, I would imagine there, unfortunately. And uh, Marseille against Marseille, as you mentioned earlier on, is the Sunday <laughs> it's like game. Sunday night. Who'd have thought? Um, but it is, yeah, it's
1: getting a bit ridiculous. Actually. It is
0: a little bit. I, I do understand. You know, uh, clubs with worldwide following and everything um, should be featured, but you just feel like. Could we just not open the, open the audiences to other games because every time they have gone away from Marseille, there's been quite a lot of good fixtures. But hey ho! Um, just before we go, Jez, this is. I purely... think yeah.
1: Again, I think just generally, Liga, I think, has been very good this year, and mm. more it feels like anyway a lot more goals than usual, and a few teams playing quality football at different times, and it's just annoying that we none of that ever transfers to Europe.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, some of those, some of those um, Sunday lunchtime games have been really entertaining this year. I don't know whether that's just a quirk of fate, but yeah, some of those have been have been a lot of fun to watch. Um, we'll, we'll end it on a happy note actually, because I know uh, this is purely personal between you and I, or with you and I, but um, we have spoken many times about the uh, slightly uninteresting uh, element of some of the commentary we've seen from Liga this season um, from BT. But I thought Paul Dempsey and um, Nigel Speckman were on comms for the um, uh, game between Leon and uh, Marseille at the weekend. I thought they were both very, very good. Very, very good. I don't know where the, the regulars were, but um, they were not on duty this particular weekend. And I thought they did a really good job. Uh, really really good job so credit where credit's due sometimes you um you know you just pull lucky on the old comms so i just wanted to check that one in there uh but yes that will uh do us for this week um we will of course be back next week to cover the crypto france final and those crunch fixtures in liga and we'll probably preview those big games between Toulouse, Lons, and Brest against not the following week as well. So look forward to that. Uh, Jess, thank you very much. We've had a bit of a <laughs> bit, of, bit of an awkward time of recording today due to outside forces, but uh, thank you as always for jumping on, and uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thank you. Thanks very much. And uh, until next week, whatever you are doing, if you're off on your holidays like Phil, or if you're like me and Jess, just sitting in the uh, wonderful April showers of the UK. Uh, Do look after yourselves and whatever you are doing, of course, enjoy your French football and we'll speak to you very soon.